Hey everybody, and welcome back to another half episode of Random Chatterings. I'm Arlo Rodriguez, and my special guest on this miniseries is... Lorenz Kim. Hey, Lorenz, how you doing? Doing good. Alright. Well, <laughs> and this is the month of King of the Hill. We'll be talking about five episodes of King of the Hill in the month of September. Today we'll be talking about Season 3, Episode 9's Pretty Pretty Dresses, written by Paul Lieberstein and directed by Dominic Pulcino. Find out what your niche is, because that leads to riches. Beer from a can always tastes two degrees cooler than beer from a bottle, even if they're the same temperature. Lorenz, this episode. Mm. Don't want to. I don't want to set expectations too high already, but just for the, just for the audience, this is my favorite King of the Hill episode of all time. All time. All time. Wow, that's quite a statement there sir. it's one of those beautiful episodes that's somehow able to tackle an extremely dark yeah. subject depression depression <laughs> yeah going it's real bro it's real guys it <laughs> it's out there i'm not saying it's not real <laughs> but i'm just mean like a a, 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 a sitcom <laughs> oh, a, a cartoon for a cartoon especially yeah it does get pretty dark oh absolutely but to do it with, with not I wouldn't maybe not nuance, but just like with a, with a realism, it, it it's, it's an inspiring episode to me, especially because of what happens at the end. But we'll, we'll get into that. I mean, oh my god, this episode like from the very start, the guys are drinking like they always are. the anniversary of when his ex-wife Lenore left him. Yep. Christmas Eve. Yeah. And Bill just kind of starts, he's crying for like a long time and then the Christmas, and then the theme, the 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 normal theme plays, like the normal theme music with uh, Jingle Bells to kind of like, like add into that Christmas Lighten feeling. Lighten the mood Lighten there. The mood. Yeah, exactly. But then it cuts back to Bill still crying and everyone is just oh, drinking their man. beer really uncomfortable. Just awkwardly, just, I'm gonna sip my beer. Just exactly, just like that. <laughs> and then that's when Bill mentions, like, this is the anniversary when Lenore left me. And then Bill's claiming that, oh, he's completely over it. He's completely over it. And then he says he's gonna go eat a cookie. And then Hank goes into Bill's house and notices that it's in complete disarray. But also that there's presents on the floor, like, wrapped up. And it turns out they're presents for Lenore, intended for Lenore. Yeah, but... They are like never. They're not really fully packed or whatever. No, they're kind of no. like they're like wrapped up a little bit, but like they're still like. It's like very haphazard. Oh, exactly, yeah. And then Bill Bill mentions, but well, you know, Lenora will be able to pick up these presents like when she comes back. And then Hank, as we're kind of setting up like the Hank escalation, pretty here. much says, "Well, don't set your expectations high," you know. And then Bill starts crying right in front of him as he starts sobbing, uh, yeah. sobbing, sobbing. And at this point, Hank pretty much has to be like that supportive friend and he's pretty much just all, all like you know what if um you want like you just stay over at our place and go out there just because like bill's house is filled up, just full of like all like these reminders of the memories he used to share with lenore right, exactly so 
trying to, I guess, like, resolve that. And from there, though, man. <laughs> this, this scene is hilarious. Like, it's Ugh. hilarious. It gets as, kind of brutal from there. It's though. hilarious as a scene of just, like, them showing, like, Bill showing how, like, of a discomforting kind of character. He Not com discomforting, but, like, he's so... His mind, and, oh, God, I've been here, and I've been in this situation, like, so situated on one idea or something. It's, like... Very fixated. Fixated, that's the word. All this talk about people makes me... You know what it makes me think about? Breakups. You ever think about that dead boyfriend of yours? Well... I wonder if you'll ever find someone again. I mean, most people just get one relationship in this life. Luann, honey, can you help me serve at the party? You were such a wonderful hostess last year. I, uh... What? You don't do that. <laughs> you don't. Sorry, I'm sorry, but just... No, don't. Just, ugh. And then, and then, um, he brings up a Marie. It's like, what's her name? Um, Mumbo Jumbo. It's like, Marie. And then Bobby's like, forlornly says, Marie. He's like, Marie. Yeah, she oh, yeah, really Bobby's pretty. first girlfriend. Bobby's first girlfriend. That, I would say, was my it was one of my favorite episodes. Ah, damn, I wish we were talking about that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we, another time. Maybe though. another time. And then even, like, Peggy's noticing how uncomfortable everybody's becoming. But he's like, oh, there's that one guy, Peggy, you liked him, he didn't like you. <laughs> God, Bill, it's like, Bill, like, these guys are taking you in. Just shut up. But it's like, it's like, you, you kind of, again, though, you understand his perspective, you know why he's thinking about this, because uh. he can't literally, he literally can't think about anything else, but of course, everyone is really uncomfortable. Uh, okay, one more thing we should mention about the dinner is that Bill buys an iguana, yeah. And, uh, oh my god. There's a great scene. Um, there's a great the, moment. The, the iguana pisses on his shoulder. No, that's 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 later. Oh. That's okay. later. That's it's, later. It's, that's well, maybe that scene's uncomfortable too. But but he brings the iguana and he's and he and he's and he's and he, and he talks about like oh iguanas are actually like very like hip and modern like it's it's the trendy animal these days. And then he, he pulls out a little cockroach and says don't worry it's dead. And then it wriggles a little bit and it was go. And then, eat, and then we'll go on to eat the cockroach right out of the table. Yeah, here's the kicker, guys. Guess what Bill names the iguana? He, uh, he named it... Lenore. Yep. He named yeah. it Lenore. Yeah. So, so Enough then, said, man. So then we cut to... We, um, like Peggy has to talk to Hank later. It's like, why, why did we have to have Bill over? And then... <laughs> Sometimes, what, like a running joke in the series is like Luann will come in and she's in her underwear or something. It's like get out of the bedroom, whoa, And then it's Bill comes in. Luann, knock. I had a bad dream. Oh, Bill. I dreamt that Lenore came back and stole Lenore, and then Lenore drove off with Lenore, and I ran down the street after him, and I yelled, Lenore, Lenore, and then my teeth fell out. Peggy, you were there. Can I sleep in your living room? Yes, Bill. And then Peggy says, maybe a potential line in the show, I'm giving you 24 hours to get me out of that man's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, unfortunately, Hank has to make a difficult decision. Oh, there's one more thing we should mention, though. There's there's a little bit of discussion about Hank not like bringing up the idea about bringing Bill to dinner. And the really shitty thing that both Peggy and Bobby say about Bill is like, Bobby says, personally, I could live without him. And like, fuck, that's a horrible thing to say. I think that's the worst thing Bobby's ever said in the, in the history of the show. 
Yeah. Like, then, like, like, yeah, Bill is he not... He doesn't really like, know any better, though, at this point. I Maybe he doesn't. I mean, he's probably not aware of, like, the shit goes on that's going on yeah, with Bill. Yeah, I just don't think... Yeah, exactly. He just doesn't really know, like, the... I guess, like, the gravity of what he's going through. No, exactly. Well, Bobby's, like... He's, like, 12 years old at this point. He hasn't quite become 13 yet. But... It's just like in the perspective of oh he's just annoying I don't like him just get just get him away it's like the same way that we think of homeless people it's like oh they're annoying or like oh, they're taking up space yeah. it's like it's it's horrible it's disgusting and then that's when Hank does this analogy great thing like fucking yeah absolutely like talking about like who who blots for me Bill did and then he says shame on you shame on you both and like that was the first time I didn't laugh at that line like I know it's meant to cut like it's supposed to cut like to the dinner and it's like oh it's supposed to be for humor. Yes! Shame on you for saying but I can fucking live with this without this person. Fuck you both! How dare you? Yeah, at the same time though, he kinda is under their roof, you know. That I is mean, also true, and it and, and it does and have to make Bill a difficult is decision. not exactly I'm not exactly sure if he's like really too grateful for what he's doing for what they're trying to do for him, you know? That's also true, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't really think it's, like, that black and white. It's not. It's not. Th th that is one... That might be maybe the only problematic... Or unless maybe that's also kind of showing that perspective, just, like, that difference of perspective of just, you know, like, being unable to deal with... Like, oh, this is a, this is a, this is a problematic thing. We just, let's just get rid of it or let's just not even think about it. Like, I think that's maybe yeah. trying to show that perspective. Just that Bobby had to say the line, though. Like, Peggy, understand me? I get it. Peggy's uncomfortable with Bill. That, <sighs> I understand. It shouldn't have been Bobby saying that. that Bobby's that, a kid, though. Like I said, he doesn't really know any better at that point. You're right. I, I think that maybe that's also the other the other aspect of it that they're trying to show. Right. Um. So now Hank, unfortunately, because of that dinner, <laughs> has to make a difficult decision and has to tell Bill that, I'm sorry, Bill, it's just going to be us and the family. And Bill's really heartbroken. He's like, you don't want me to come to dinner? And then... Hank, again, kind of showing this mm. lack of perspective, is like, why don't you focus on being happy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, what this episode reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever seen this show, uh, but have you ever have you seen the show How I Met Your Mother? I haven't seen it yet, not okay, yet. Okay, so, I mean, I'm just gonna kind of explain, like, what, like, a good parallel for this. Yeah, go for um, it. But, it was, like, very first episode of season two in that show, and, uh, like, Jason Siegel's character, Marshall, has just broke, well, like, Lily is his fiance. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Lily pretty much ends the engagement and moves all the way out to San Francisco, and they don't really get on speaking terms. He, she pretty much cuts herself off of, out of Marshall's life and leaves him. Yeah. And, like, Marshall's just super depressed and everything. So, the main character wait, of his ship... Wait, wait, wait. Marshall. Does that, does that happen? Marshall is, like, Jason Siegel's character. Oh, but isn't that also... Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Sarah Marshall. That's the... No, no, no. Marshall. That's, that's the movie. That's another movie. That's another movie. I'm that's sorry. That's another movie. I was mixing that up. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going, Lorenz. All right. So, it's kind of up to uh, Ted, the main character, uh, to cheer up his best friend, Marshall. Marshall and Ted are best friends buddies they're roommates yeah and at the same time ted is like uh ted is also like enjoying a, a, a his new relationship at the time with robin one of uh the other main characters on the show and like they're pretty much just trying to like just cope with 
just Marshall's depression, everything, you yeah. know? Yeah. And to them, it's like, it can get exhausting after a while. Yeah, and, and this episode kind of goes into that, but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. So Bill, we see him, and this is not play for laughs. It's He walks into his house, and, he, and he's going to make himself some pasta. He only has like he only has one cup, one fork, one yeah. plate. Drops That's the plate, it. and he just like cooks the pasta, and then he just like takes up the pasta with like the fork. Yeah, and he just eats like the pasta straight. Yeah, oh, and God. then like he drinks the sauce. Drinks the sauce as well. It's like, oh Jesus, dude, this is awful. Talk about rock bottom oh, here. Absolutely, Ugh. and. And then it just gets worse. Like this is not play for laughs. Like maybe, maybe as a kid, if drop, oh, plate dropping has it's funny. But now it's like, oh god, there's probably been a couple of times and I've done something dumb or just like, just like just not nonchalantly, I just drop. But not even, not even, it's not even emphasis on the dropping something. It's just like some, a simple thing that doesn't seem to not mean anything. It just, it just, you just feel worse because like, you did a simple fuck up. But you just feel so much worse about it though. And uh, at the same time, you're just kind of at the point where it's like, you know what? Like, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. So, so that's Bill, pretty much where Bill is at that point. Bill. Yeah. And Bill sees the family. Um, they're talking at dinner and he uh, walks up to it. And <laughs> and then the Clint Eastwood character would say that propane tank is empty. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good movie? Good. That would be a great movie. And would you direct it, Uncle Hank? Yeah, me, maybe, or your Aunt Peggy. <laughs> it's just a cute little scene that you don't really get to see in like in any kind of sitcom. Just like the family just like being together. But that just makes it even more painful because then it cuts to like you see Bill watching the family like enjoying themselves, enjoying their company, and he is crying again. And he just because he doesn't really have that. He doesn't have that at all. He doesn't really have any. Like, well, yeah, he has his friends, but he doesn't have like anybody like in terms of a relationship so it cuts to him walking away and he gets the ladder and the ladder knocks off some of the christmas lights and then hank notices it and there's a kind of a funny night line of hank saying my temper is gone dale or bill probably dale and he goes up to try to fix his christmas probably lights probably dale probably dale <laughs> and then hank goes up to fix up his christmas lights and he's um yeah and sees bill bill tries to kill himself yeah and again this is it's a dark episode it's the like the way he nonchalantly just says no nah, i'm just up here to kill myself like you're supposed to kind of take that maybe they sort of intended to be funny because of just how nonchalantly he says it. it's just like i'm just that's that's it for me but they play it off very seriously the music gets more serious he falls over and then hank is like no and runs over like, he doesn't even think about like walking down the stairs he jumps off the roof and runs over to go to see Bill. Like, haven't they thought about taking Bill to a therapist or well, they, anything? They do mention that. You know who I feel sorriest for in all this? Bill. We need to find him a psychiatrist. He's just suicidal, Peggy. He's not crazy. We've just got to watch him constantly until he snaps out of it. I don't think Bill is going to snap out of it. There's nothing we can do but sit back and watch the bloodbath. No, he's our friend. Now, Dale, you make your own hours, so you take the day shift. I'll take nights. Boom hour, late afternoon to early evening. Can I have another codeine, please? Quiet, Bill. We're trying to do something here. <sighs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. How Hank. much more 
not understanding of this can you possibly be about the situation? Yeah, it's like, I, I know Hank is, like, trying to be a buddy and his friend, but it's just like, he's not exactly approaching it in the right way. No. Like, I just, like, sometimes, like, if it were me in his shoes, I'd be like, just listen. That's all <laughs> it takes, you know? It could be just that simple. Exa yeah, exactly. And I don't really think there was too much of an instance when he just sits Bill down and just let him try to talk it out, you know? Exactly. And I kind of felt like it maybe like could have helped. Again, like this episode is really relatable for me because I have I've had bouts of depression in the past. Mm -hmm. Even I would even say like social anxiety. Now there's not really so much of the social anxiety, but there are some aspects of when we'll, we'll get to them in a little bit. But when, when when Hank is trying to is just like sitting with Bill and just standing near Bill and watching over him, and there's this there's like a steak knife on the table, and then Hank just says, "Oh, this shouldn't be here." <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then Hank is telling, well, you know, you, maybe you shouldn't get so much sleep. And then Bill says, all I do is sleep. I guess I'm just getting ready for the big long sleep. Ugh, God. Lord. And then um, Hank suggests, let's go get some beer just to kind of relax a little bit. And then Bill says, beer's at the present. And then Hank says, don't go blaming the beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. And then... <laughs> Hank. Oh, Hank. And uh. then, um, <laughs> Hank tries to, tries to, I think he just steps out, I think, and leaves Bill in the kitchen. And then another potential solution that, uh, they try to bring up, well, at least the family, is they try to set Bill up. They, yeah, they do. Um, I think it was, like, one of Peggy's friends or something like that. I don't, I don't remember, remember her name, but she does, uh. she just kind of seemed like a very uptight kind of yeah, like kind of like an uptight middle-aged woman. Yeah, you know, and they're pretty much all like at the family table eating dinner, and Bill's like dressed up like, like as an as army nice sergeant, as, I think. Yeah, yeah, as nice as he could. Yeah, he he's like a barber for the army or something like that. Yeah, and like yeah, like pretty much that the lady that they're trying to set him up it with is just like really uptight and she's just not having any of it and Bill's just so just desperate for just like any type of like anyone who would at least like give him a chance of companionship yeah exactly and it's funny because like you know, he, he does bring Lenore the iguana on his on his shoulder do you like iguanas Mrs. Tobis you lied to me Peggy Mr. Dotree is a collector of exotic reptilia you collect throw pillows. I have some pillows on my couch, but that doesn't make me insane. And in answer to your question, I find iguanas to be filthy, repulsive creatures. Well, I think we all could use a bath. <laughs> and then the iguana, that is when the iguana, Lenore, pissed on his shoulder. Yep. <laughs> Which is something I actually didn't notice until this very recent viewing. I didn't notice that. And... <laughs> That's when the lady just says, oh, wait, screw this, I'm walking out. I'm getting out of here. And then, and then Bill just grabs up and says, no, marry don't me, leave marry me, me, marry me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, my <sighs> God, wow. Oof. Like, I don't know, like, what's worse, like, the spaghetti part or this, you know? 
it adds this because it's involving another person and it's something clearly yeah, does, exactly. does, feels very uncomfortable. And I kind of feel like this moment definitely just very much stuck out to me. When yeah, I and, and it. especially the, the, there's a line where it's kind of like for a joke, but it's like, uh, oh, Sheila is, is the name of the woman. Sheila, I should tell you, I have already given him your number. Oh, dude. <laughs> Wrong uh, move. Yeah, I mean, I laughed, so maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to talk about the validity of that line, but it, it's, a, it's a bit of a regrettable line, especially because now Ladybird chases after Lenore, the iguana, and Bill runs off, and it's really uncomfortable, like legitimately uncomfortable. Yeah. And Bill is back in his house, and and Hank chases after Bill. Hank's had enough. He just says Lenore is not coming back. She doesn't want any of the stuff. He throws Lenore's presents like nothing and stomps on them. Yeah. Like basically trying to give Bill a reality check of like she's not coming back. I will destroy her presents. And Bill is literally in shock. Like he he just goes, gets like, into a catatonic state. Yeah. Literally. He just he just stands there frozen, and and he walks up to Bill and he says, um, he asks him, Are you okay? How do you feel? And Bill says, I don't feel anything. And then Hank says, great, I knew you'd snap out of it. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm face palming right now. Ugh. Oh, God. It's, again, it's, it's that, like, someone who does not understand what is going on or, like, does not understand what mental illness is. Yeah, and it's, like, just, just again, with Hank's approach is that he's, like, kind of, like, like, like we mentioned before, really set in his ways. But at the same time, and part of that, Part of how he's set in his own ways that he just has like this very much of like a macho, don't really show yeah, no, emotion absolutely. Yeah. mentality. And in a situation like this, it's not exactly the time for that. No, it's not. And and yeah, maybe it makes sense though that because Bill hasn't really been like he's been trying a lot to kill himself and he hasn't been giving. He's been kind of we brought this up a little earlier. Like he's been giving like it's exhausting for everyone to kind of deal with him. But I can kind of understand from Hank's perspective of why he breaks because it's like you're not trying or you're not you're not you're clearly not getting over this. But yeah, Hank's approach was definitely way too harsh, and the show is very aware of that. It takes it very very seriously. Oh yeah, like Hank asks again before he leaves. He's like, "Are you sure you're okay?" And then Bill says, "Yes." And it's like, "Yeah," because you were getting kind of weird there. It's like that's how Hank describes it. It's not like a, a, a rational emotion or reaction to this. Just like, "Oh, you're acting kind of weird there." It's like, "Ugh." And then Hank leaves, and then the camera pans back, seeing that this, like, you can see the destruction in the living room, and, and Bill just slumps down, just alone, just no way to sing, like, the destruction. And you feel that moment. You really feel it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then when Hank just goes back to Bill's house and just tries to check up on him, that shot of, like, where, like, you're... Like, his house is empty and everything, so then he goes out into the back, and there is someone in a dress out there, <laughs> yep. and we don't really see until who, until who it is, until they turn around, and lo and behold, it's Bill wearing Lenore's dress. Yes, and I don't know if it's the dress <sighs> he bought for her, or if it actually is leg legitimately her dress, and he just kept all of her clothes after all these years. I'm thinking it was probably like just a clo clothes he intended to give her. And then he says, Hank, don't yeah. you recognize me? I'm Lenore. And then, of course, Hank is like, what the fuck? Right. What is this going on? Like, he literally says, what is going on? Like, he, he looks and like, do I run out? But it's, it's like his, well, it's not like, again, it's not, it's not played for last exactly. It's like, it's more like of a subdued, 
oh, it's like Hamasu is legitimate, like really, really disturbed by what is going on. It's like now it's like beyond bottom at this point, man. Oh, I don't yeah. even know what you would call that. Um, I don't know. It's like it's like like Peggy kind of rationalizes a little bit. It's like the best way to to bring her back is to become her. <laughs> and it's like it, that makes sense but but Hank is just like Hank is more concerned about his the Christmas party that he's going to be having with with some of the some of the people from Stricken the Propane. Hank is just really angry about this because it really seems like Bill isn't trying in his mind to get over the situation and he's being ridiculous and there's a, there is a great scene of of Bill in a dress um, eat, drinking beer with the guys. Oh, hello. <clears throat> Do you gentlemen think you could spare a beer for a lady? Come on, you know you're Bill. No, no, no I don't know that. I don't, I'm, I'm Lenore. Well, if you're Lenore, mm -hmm. then where's Bill? Huh? Uh, Bill's in the house. Mm -hmm. You want me to go get him? I'm skeptical that you could, yet intrigued that you may. Uh, Bill's busy. <clears throat> I needed a wrap. It's chilly. Yep. All right, that's it. And I think Hank's just had enough. Yeah, he's had enough. He's he's disinvited Bill to the party. Um, it's time for the party, and uh, Christmas party, right? The, the Christmas party, right? And everybody's there, and well, Bill comes by in a blue dress. Okay, so during the party, and after Bill's kind of making a little bit of an impression, but no one's really. No one's really like, oh, this is weird, but okay. Then Peggy actually mentions to Bill that, oh, I have the real Lenore on the phone, on the line right now. And she is not going to come over. And then Bill is heartbroken again. He has to be disappointed again by this woman. And that's when he starts crying. And that's when things get really uncomfortable. Yeah. Some of the, the people in the party, they start to surround Bill while he's crying. And it's like... Um, like one of them says, like, go back to Hollywood. And then yeah, there's the other guy. but Hank kind of, Hank kind of mitigates it, though. Um, and he steps out in one of Peggy's dresses. And he says, like, it's that kind of party. Woo! <laughs> and then Dale says, well, Hank, uh, were we supposed to come in dresses? He says something like that. And then Bill's like, stop it, stop it, stop it! Runs off, and, and Hank chases after him, and... Bill says, stop teasing me. And then Hank in the dress says, I am Lenore and I do not, and I do not love you. Right. And then something Trying clicks. to give Bill, I guess, that sense of closure. Yeah, exactly. And then Bill, for the first time, he like, clicks. It clicks for him. And like, the camera like kind of closes in on Bill's face. And it's like, Lenore. And it's like. We fight so loud, all the neighbors can hear. We fight during the day. We fight during the night. Lenore, wait, we can work stuff out. I'm a good husband. Bill, if I wanted to work things out, I would have called. I don't love you anymore. That's it. I don't love you. That's all? <laughs> That's why you left? It's simple as that? You didn't even have the courtesy to send me a Dear John letter? Well, I tell you what, I consider that rude. And I'll tell you something, I am worth a dear John letter. I'll tell you that right now. And there are a lot of women who would agree with me. So you know what? You go ahead. You get out. Get out. You don't You don't deserve William Fontaine de la Tour Dream. It's just, oh, it's so great. Seeing yeah. his chest pump up and it's like, 
Yeah, it's a good moment for it's him. It's great. And then Hank says, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And he takes off the dress. Of course, he didn't go all out. He just puts a dress on top. So he's still wearing his um, party shirt. <laughs> but Bill went all the way with the dress. He removes the dress, takes off the high-heeled shoes. And he's basically like just in his underwear in the middle of the alley. But he says the great line, um, I hit rock bottom there, didn't I, Hank? And Hank <laughs> says, and hard. And then Bill says, well, yeah. then it's all uphill from now on. And then they look up. It's a can't really get much worse than that. No, uh, I mean, actual death, maybe. That would probably be the well, end. Of all. Yeah. But um, Hank, like, then Hank and Bill like have a moment together. They look up at the stars, and Hank says, "Merry Christmas." It's a great moment. And then Dale comes out in a dress of his own in the background, and he just goes get, and then runs off screen, and then the episode's over. Mm-hmm. So. Yup. <laughs> oh man yeah this episode was very interesting for me to revisit this episode okay so, so i i gotta explain a little bit okay so so this episode i think is my favorite king of the hill episode because it's one that deals with a topic like depression shows it from like different perspectives like you know from the perspective of someone who go, is going through depression and not like just like love sickness but just like like suicidal behavior yeah and it doesn't really like yeah there are some moments that are kind of played for laughs but it's still like those moments the, the, it has a lot of moments that a sitcom normal wouldn't have or just like this is a serious dramatic moment and we're taking this seriously this the, the the reason why these characters act the way they are makes sense and it's extremely relatable to me now as someone who hasn't thought who hasn't acted upon you know uh who hasn't been suicidal in the past but has the thought, you know, as all humans do, sometimes we just have those thoughts. The thoughts, the thoughts there. It's there, yeah, and just seeing like a very human, a humanizing perspective on it yeah. is powerful. And but yet, it, this is still like a. On top of that, it's still a really, really funny episode. It's able to balance the the reality of the situation and the humor really well, and it doesn't feel like it's like doing it in, uh, improperly. It's not doing it inappropriately. That's what I mean to say. It really feels very sincere about what it's trying to do, and it's hopeful too. It actually very honest about what it what it's depicting, and it's very honest about those moments, the painful moments that we went over. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I I think that because of those reasons, like being able to, make, and then I I do love dark humor in general. I have a whole episode about why I love dark humor, episode thirty four, um, but I think this is this is why it it's, it feels like a perfect encapsulation of like the what the different approach to the subject matter that that. Where you can kind of tell, like these are. This is not just like a conservative show for conservatives. It's like it's really trying to be like a more human perspective on this. Like you, you, The Simpsons have have had serious episodes before, but it it wouldn't do it like this. This is only King of the Hill could do an episode like this, and I think that's why I really, really appreciate it about it. Lorenz, your your final thoughts. Man. <laughs> well, kind of. Uh. Well, first thing I'm kind of thinking is kind of tied to what we were joking about with our friends last week when we were all out to current barbecue, and oh, I yeah. was, <laughs> and like we were stuffing ourselves with meat, like it was all you can eat, and it was good shit. Good and shit. like I was kind of worried and saying, "Oh wow, I may not be able to fit into my slacks for work the next day," and 
wow, like, our friends were just, like, ripping on me. It's like, hey, so why not, like, wear a dress? <laughs> and, like, that, those jokes, like, went on for, like, a good, like, ten minutes after that. <laughs> kind of puts that into whole, into another perspective. I mean, there's definitely... I, I, I think in terms of, like, the cross-dressing aspect of it, I think it's not... Ooh, like, man. again, there's some parts of it where it's kind of playing it for humor, but I, I think it's not... I think it's more like trying to show someone in desperation. It's not like trying to demonize someone. It's not like in Psycho when someone's cross-dressing right. as, or well, to put it bluntly, cosplaying as their mother and then showing like it's a psychotic <laughs> person. No, this is, it's, Peggy explains it really well. It's like he, there was no other way he mm, could. Man, sometimes it kind of does feel like that they drew some inspiration from that. In some places, like in terms of shots, in terms of the, the music. Yeah, it definitely did kind of like with that exposition of like Bill, like when they first show him in the dress, that definitely oh, gives right. me like a psycho vibe. It does, yeah, my God, it, I didn't think about it at all. And like you were mentioning- It's kind of like, it's kind of like a little bit of like a, like a thriller, like borderline horror movie sort of vibe, you know? Yeah, and even the, even the music kind of compliments that Yeah, exactly. That it's kind of like Alfred Hitchcock-ish. It really is. Wow, that's... that's You're picking up on stuff I'm not even picking up on. I really appreciate this this perspective. Not a problem, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, though, it's not really played for laughs. Like It's like trying to take this very, very seriously. And I think that, again, that's another aspect of it that maybe it may be... And I'm speaking as a cis hetero male. Don't take don't take my word seriously. This may end up like in, there might be a different perspective about it that might seem this is problematic. I don't personally think so. But uh, if you haven't, if you do have a different perspective about this, yeah, feel free to leave it in the comments. I would be I would love to hear what other people's perspectives is about the crosshairs and the aspect of, of the episode. But I, I think it, I think it's done respectfully. At oh least. yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty pretty dresses. A very dark episode of King of the Hill, but we're going to go into a different episode next week. We're going to be talking about season seven's The Texas Skillsaw Massacre. Um, not uh, quite as dark as this one, but there's there's some stuff in there. Well, Texas Skillsaw Massacre, that kind of gives. Eh. <laughs> it's in the title. I mean, yeah. I, I, well, yeah. we'll we'll talk. We'll talk about that yeah, cross that bridge when we get there but yeah other than that though i mean i would say out of the out of the episodes that we were talking about that might be one of my favorite ones well we're gonna probably talk about why it is um when we when we get to that one but anyway everybody thanks for thanks for listening to this episode of random channels and we will see you next week with uh, texas skillsaw massacre all right take care everybody later <laughs>